Welcome to A Dead Man's Roll, a D&D tabletop RPG podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Jonathan Hatley, and I'm here with my rollers. I am Josh, and I play Cyrus. How's it going, y'all? My name is Drew. I'm playing as Dizzy Dreadwood. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Marco, and I'm playing Satan. Hey, this is Priyanch, and I play Robert Bohem. The dude's a bard and sort of a wizard. Hey, y'all, I'm Sarai, and I play the ever-young and naive Matthias Valenciano. Hello, my name is Esteban. I play Boyan McGregor, one of the rogues here in our campaigns. Fun fact about Boyan McGregor, his favorite color is red. He doesn't know what red is, he's a little colorblind. Hey, yo, I'm Jose. I play Xochitl. He is a king trying to revive his people. I saw four. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe you. I saw four. <laughs> Amazing. All right. So, welcome back to another lovely episode of Dead Man's Roll. I know I'm breaking complete theme right now with talking in this voice, but it doesn't matter. In our previous episode, Robert and Satan went on a little shopping extravaganza while talking about their hist- uh, their past. Wait, wait, wait. Where did it become Satan? I thought I said Robert and Satan. It's Satan. Oh, my bad. You little shit. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry, I'm American. I'm gentrifying my name out here. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm joking. Excuse me. Let, me. let me do it properly for the post. Robert and Satan uh, went on a shopping extravaganza um, while talking about their past. Boyan got into some stealing, as usual. Dizzy. And so Chiel communicated and talked about recently deceased peoples. Cyrus, um, while rolling bad, also had a delightful, delightful, delightful conversation about cooking and horse meat and whatever modge podge of horse meat stuff thing it was. And the rollers got to meet Ida, who was concussed and couldn't talk for a little bit. And then as soon as she was able to talk, told them about how they stole a whole bunch of stuff were chased down by wardens and needed to leave immediately. From there, they escaped Purge Town and they were on their way to Farron, where when they got there, they noticed that there was no one there to help service the car, which apparently was going to be a gas or hydrogen powered car, but then everyone said that I'm a piece of shit and I should have a have it be charged by the crystal technology called a chode. Exactly. Yep. After the Cumstop incidents. They were told that the best way to possibly get that fix was going to the dwarves who decided to not want to work for the harsh humans that lived there. And they were told to go to the mines. So we will pick up where they are about to leave the mine, uh, leave for the mines. Where are y'all? What are y'all doing before you exactly leave? I know y'all were shopping beforehand. You went to the come and stop. Um, oh, wait. Come stop, I think it was called. Is come stop and go or come stop? No, come stop. Just, just come and stop. Oh, come in and stop. Come no, stop. no, just no, come no, stop. no. It's come, come stop. stop. Great. Now, after I've talked about that, so y'all were in the come stop. You bought some shirts, crossed out uh, come stop logo, thinking that that might actually convince people that you don't work for come stop. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I left it un, uh, unaltered. Uh, Hobie Brown would be proud. 
Actually, wait, wait. actually, they he wouldn't be proud of y'all buying any of this stuff, really, to be honest. So, Never well, mind. that's one of the things I wanted to ask about. Uh, I think one of the before we were heading towards the the mines, head toward the mines, where all the dwarves were high hoeing the day away. So, I that's a stereotype. It was in the chat before, so I'm just bringing it to light now. Um, I wanted to ask the group while we were on the way, uh, who has experience working with dwarves? Because I'm pretty sure Cyrus met a couple magical dwarves in like school, but I don't know. Everyone's different. Do we, Johnson? Um. So I would say, uh, th- you know, thank, thank, thank you. Go ahead, roll me a history check. <laughs> I know, fuck all. I rolled a four. <laughs> you don't know goddamn anything. Um, let me do a history for both peoples. Okay. I got a five. Well, um, let me just look at everyone else's and see. Hopefully someone get higher than a ten. Someone did. Okay, Boyan did. Great. All we know now is that they don't like cum stuff. <laughs> Which, we do not uh, like cum stuff. that's not much. So, oh, do the do, do people know that you're playing Boyan as well today? Oh, uh, yeah, shit. I should probably do that again. Hey, guys. It's me again. You're probably wondering how we got to this point in time right now. Well, we're missing two characters at the moment, but they'll be back. Don't worry. I won't do anything to their characters while they're off screen. But when they come back, I can't make any promises. So the highest role that I see is... With Boyan's role, which I did myself, which was a 13 history check. Boyan comes to the group and basically describes the fact that he knows that they are good in mountainous terrains and that they are good in caverns. They basically kind of carved out some well-known areas um, and kind of charted them. So that's all that you know. But before you all trot off, Ida comes back in. And pushes into the group saying, okay, so we all know where the dwarves are going to be, right? It sounds like they'll be in the mines. From what I can tell here, it doesn't seem like these are like, oh, coexisting cohabitation. It seems more like dwarves are slaves here. Do a lot of stuff with the Warforged, but it seems like they might also be uh, the keep in some sort of way. So um, I want to keep an eye out for anything suspicious and weird and... Hopefully by the time y'all get back out of the mines or, I don't know, plan something differently, we can talk because I don't think it would be much of a great thing to bring these people back into into basically being indentured servants or worse than that. But I, I'm confident in y'all. The goddesses picked you all and um, it's it's up to you. Also, um, Mateus, can I, can I speak to you? Why, sure. Ida pulls you aside. Hey, I, uh, I know I freaked out back there. Um, on the ride up here and even before after I woke back up and everything. Just wanted to say there's nothing towards you. Um, I was just kind of bewildered. I thought, first of all, that guy diddled my mom, grandmother, shit, I don't know. Still kind of fresh for me, but also, uh, what? What? I was asleep for that. 
Oh, wow. I just told someone. Else. Okay. Um, I'll just get on with the original thing I want I to talk about. I don't want to know who it is. Let's just move on. Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, uh, I know that since you've been chosen, and it seems like when I give you that whole sort of religion lesson, um, it kind of sparked a fire within you, or at least some sort of interest. Um, so if you need any more of these like lessons and both magical or um, religious, I might be able to provide that for you. I think, I think in fact, here, um, she goes into her satchel bag that she has, um, kind of ruffles around in there, and she says, I found this book in the church. I, I think this could be possibly helpful for you. And it's going to basically allow you to have all your all use of your magic today. I can try so many things. Okay, hey, don't don't talk about this out loud. Remember, we're not in very warm territory. Mm, so, sorry. Yeah, just especially that kid. He's really weird, and I don't think he can hold a secret very well. What kid? But were you asleep this entire time? Uh, I was kind of tired. Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't talk to the kid over there. He's really awkward, a little greasy. Just... Oh, that kid over there? By the crystal tank? Hi! Um, hi! Hello! Hi, what's your name? I didn't know you were around here. Uh, I don't want to distract you. I'm not going to be around for a while. Oh, what? Well, and I just kind of faced the... <laughs> I'll be around anytime. <laughs> Maybe I'll catch you at the mines later. Clearly, we don't have time for this. We need to go. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, I asked his producer, did he say he wants to go to the mines again? Didn't we like just clearly tell him that it is bad for his lungs and his body? <laughs> in fact, as you're saying this, like in your head, he like hawks a loop. He's like, ah! <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I just whispered to Bo, well, if you want to get rid of him so bad, I'm not opposed to letting him go back in there. That's a slow pain for death. I don't want a slow pain for death for any kid. Good. Well, uh, I'll I'll be here. Hopefully you can get the dwarves back and they can get back to work. Stop going to the mine. Just stop going to the mine. You will have a cold, slow, painful death. People will be crying over your dead body and it would be most likely your parents because you will not have next of kin. Because you I will guess. be dead by then. Know, stop going to the mine. Just stop going to the mine, my G. Just stop. If you have gas masks that look really cool, just use those. Or just keep a fucking bandana around your fucking mouth or something. I don't care. Just stop going to the mine. Oh. By just just raw dogging the fumes over there. <laughs> um, Raw dogging means entering something without protection. <laughs> I, I, I totally knew that. I know what I, raw dogging is. Good. I, I, I totally, I 100% knew that. Um, me, yes. and, me and Enid, we raw Shush. dog like all the time. Let's go. <laughs> we just go. I can't. I literally can't with this kid. Okay, I'll, I'll see you later. Um, I, I'll just go home, I guess, and tell my Take father care, some kid. stuff. Take care. Just, just get your lungs checked out, please. 
y'all should go before he talks some more. Um, I guess yeah. I can be the sacrifice here. Thanks, Ida. Who has the map? He gave us directions last time, right? Ida, like, just, like, points in the direction, like, just go there. Five paces. Turn left. Five more paces. Turn right again. And then you'll see the surface mine. But get out of here before he turns back around and tries to talk to us more. I just want to charge the chode in peace. (laughs) So, I, I assume you walk there? Absolutely. Okay, kid, we make this in and out. Nothing to, no freaky shit, no wild business. Just get them in, get the dwarves to do whatever. Maybe we don't even go back. Maybe we just leave Ida, to be honest. I, she seems cool, but uh, I don't really, we don't really need her. We already have one pretty cool magical being here um, already. So, yeah. I mean, we don't know much about the area, so it behooves us to have someone who's on our side, who's at least familiar with the area. Even if she is kind of wanted, no one's found us yet, and we're about to go underground, so. True. I guess you're right here, so. Well, I'm just going to stay perched. Uh, don't worry about me, and if you hear cracking a couple of times, it's just me eating some seeds. Hey, don't worry. If we need a canary, I'll, I'll tap you on the shoulder. Oh, I, I see what you did there. Canary in the coal mine thing. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Well, hopefully we don't meet any gas or anything that kills us. Because, well, I mean, it will kill you all first. And then I'll probably live a lot longer than everyone here. And probably make Ida my person that I stick around with for a while. Not saying that you're replaceable or anything, but... You know, that's even a step up from how you were talking about me earlier. I'm Well, no, you, you are replaceable. Uh, uh, Actually, uh, I'll... Uh, just shove seeds in his mouth. Like, can't hear you chewing too loud or something. Uh, she. Um, but yeah. So as you um, make your way there, the town itself is actually very quiet. Um, you don't really see anyone really doing any sort of work other than those who might not be of the social status or a monetary status to really be able to lounge about and do anything. So some people do have their heads down. They do go into office buildings. They do. Uh, do their normal stuff, but most of them are just kind of lounging about, um, kind of confused a little bit as well about where the help might be. Um, you also do see a couple of posters lying around saying that defend the queen, our lives are sworn to the queen, things like that. Nothing too um, unnatural maybe for the area. Um, you do know that the Ujalans do have a queen of sort, and they did have a king at another point in time as well. But other than that, it doesn't seem like these posters have really been updated. In fact, some of them are peeling off the walls. Some of them look really uh, weathered and haggard. Wait, quick question. Uh, Does the queen bear any resemblances to Satan? That's a good-ass question. That means you probably have to find a poster that isn't destroyed. So would you like to roll for that? Sure. Uh, I would just say call that maybe investigation or perception. Whichever one you feel is the best. I'll go perception. I would pick. I, as was, I either. That's a 19. 19. Okay, cool. So you do see a couple of posters. Um, some of them that aren't peeling. Some of them that aren't seeming like weather beaten and like crusty and dried. Um, you peel one off the wall. 
Um, and there's like a slight appearance. Um, do you want to call Satan over? Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Satan. So I start making my way over to Cyrus. What do you, what do you, what is that? Apparently, there's the Ujalan queen, never seen her before, and everyone's been calling you Ujalan. Does this bring up any memories? Look like anyone you knew? What the poster specifically states is, be strong like our queen. One thing you also notice is that half her face seems to be scarred, as if maybe there's a burn that happened on one side of her face, but other than that, nothing too noticeable. Hmm. Do I... Would I recognize the face anywhere? I have no idea where we're trying to take this, but like, I'm looking at the face of the poster, I'm trying to recollect if, if it looks familiar, if I can like piece it to anyone that I've known in the past. Would you like to do a history check? Yes. Um, 21. So you do know your mother had did have a certain look to her. She did look somewhat like you. Hmm. It could be her. It could be her, but you don't remember her with burns at that point in time. And you did yeah. see her. Wait, so the queen of Ujala could be Satan's mom. So I, I like take the poster, like looking at it closely. I'm like, no way. It, no way. What? It 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 looks like. I don't know. It it looks like my mom, but I. The fuck? Her, no, no, shouts I, from across the fucking alley. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. Should think... we really be having this conversation here in front of a whole bunch of Ujalins, calling him a son of an Ujalin queen? We're speaking in hushed voice. I'm right next to it. Can we? Can we just keep this poster for now? I'll, I'll take a look at it later when it's sure. a little safer out here. Someone add it to their inventory. I roll it up and hand it to him. Excuse me, sir. What are you doing with that poster? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Start beating the shit. <laughs> the lie was in the chamber. So you said the folks outside the mine, um, they're just laying around. Last day of school. Can we see those folks or no? Um, the townsfolk or more no, people like closer to the mines? Close to the mines. Yeah, folks that maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Overseers, dang near supervisor. Like, what's happening over there? Before you start actually to head over to maybe one of the people who are just like laying about, um, like maybe overseers. So Chill actually stops. It's like, guys, I, I think I could just actually commune with a plant or two and maybe get some more information out of here. I, I do warn him though before Sochil starts running around to to watch watch his back because because people would be looking at them ears still I believe around here he's got oh, no, he's he wearing has, the he still has his getup from when Robert yeah gave like him he has stuff. new no in fact he has new uh stuff that we got him. In the old town and in the new town, I think. Okay. Like, essentially, he just has stuff covering that area. Okay. So, Chill, like, turns back before he actually starts, like, his spells. Like, can y'all, like, stand around me or something so then people don't see me, like, talking to a blade of grass? Yeah, I was also going to say, do we have uh, any way to note if there are folks who are trying to detect any type of magic around? Like, any yeah, warden-esque individuals? Do a general perception check. Yeah, you can As go to, more if general. we do magic around here, who here will 
fucking snitch on us? Good question. I'm so sorry I did not include that. So, as you know, you're deeper into Ujala. However, this uh, this area is not... Let's just say this is not too heavily guarded. Now, obviously, there might be some troopers here. Um, you see some people in fatigues walking around, but it's nothing like a warden's presence. Um, so, over here, in the list of things, so, like, if we do magic, would it be like murder or would it be like jaywalking? Um, it would definitely catch an eye of a trooper to which you would say something. And then it could be a giant kerfuffle. Um, the wardens are the ones who usually kill on sight. If you are not human and you cast magic in Ujala, probably going to go to jail. They might torture you a little bit. That's like a lighter, easy sentence. If you were like an elf, they kind of have no qualms with elves right now. But if you were a tiefling, if you were a changeling, if you're a satyr, if you're something that like has human qualities, but also um, is more magical um, almost. Yeah, it's like a shoot on sight or like we're going to hang you in our town square because that's fucking weird and we don't like weirdos here. Okay. And is the demograph of the town mostly dwarven or is it like? It is human. Mixed. Okay, cool. The only thing that you might see that's a little odd every now and then is you see a Warforge walk, uh, Warforge walk by. The Warforge are basically automatons. Okay, cool. How comfortable are are Bo and Satan around automatons? Have we seen automatons before, or is this a new Jalan inventory invention? I think you would have seen maybe the introduction of them. So really, only the upper class are practically the only ones who are having these. Oh, okay. But here it seems like they're users for commercial use. So Bo saw the really bulky ones back in the day, and he was like, oh, imagine <laughs> having one of these in every home. That is insane. It's like a dishwasher now. Okay. So we've seen like very basic ones, but now they're everywhere. They just have these walking around? Yeah. These are more like humanoid-esque just kind of bare bones. Like you see some lift boxes. You see some like literally delivering mail. They're practically people in themselves. Which also can be a little weird if you think about it. But they just look like they're doing their own thing. Maybe they're told to do this. Maybe they're programmed to do this. Maybe they want to do this. Who knows? Can we interact with one of them or is that too close to the people right now? Uh, you can, I mean, they're just like service workers. You can stop them whenever you want, as long as they're not owned by anyone. Oh, fact, okay. There's a mail carrier one who's walking kind of in your general direction. I don't know. I just wave my hand at it. I'm waving my hand in front of the face of the robot, see if it reacts. I can see you. Kay. Am I in your way? Uh, no. So, sorry. No? I... I, I feel bad. I let it go wherever it was going. I just wanted Excuse to see me. if it was going to react or not. I, yes, I will. I'm, I have ocular sensors. Oh, they can talk to us now. Yes. So That's do crazy. you know about horsepower? The thing that moves cars. Yes, yes. So the horse is in a crystal now. Did you know about that? No, they're not. In fact, actually, they're charged by chodes. Yeah, the horsepower is the measurement is the... of how fast or equivalent to a horse. 
Wait, so do you have a choke as well? It moves the satchel bag where the strap is around. It's like, this is my chode. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. So how do you recharge this? Unfortunately, I would have to take it out, place it into a charging point, wait, and then wait. So how will you take it out yourself? You need someone to take it out for you, right? We go into a bay where it's removed. Once my body is offline, it's charged. I see. So your chord is detachable? It is extendable. <laughs> I see. I see. Thank you. Thank you. It's just... I, I, I come from a very rustic background, so I haven't seen a lot of your kind around. Sir, do you have mail that I can provide for you? I that? definitely grab Bo's hand. Come on, you too, Satan. Come on, let's go. I ask him, do you have any anything, any recent posters that the government has published? Do you, is that your job to put them around? Unfortunately, no. I am not a government-made warforge. I see. Interesting. Cool. Thank you. However, if you do see a poster, please do not tamper with them. Is that fine? Yes. I see. Thanks for letting me know. I'll keep that in mind. And what's your good name? Io. Like I and O? Or do you spell it differently? I. O. Okay. Thank you. See you later in put out. But... What? See you later. Boyan just pulls me away <laughs> before I start asking more questions. Yep. But... yep. He turns around. But would I actually see you later? I hope so. Is this friendship? Sure. <laughs> yes. You have a friend now. Wow. Take care, Ayo. I'll see you around. Goodbye, sir. Have a splendid day. You too. <laughs> that was an amazing interaction with an automaton. You can add Io now as an ally. Great. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> you just said like the pop-up notification. <laughs> <laughs> Io will remember this. <laughs> I've also Io. He's Nigerian. Okay. Io Phililicon DGBC Mark Two. That's canon now. In fact, actually, it's not I-O, it's A-Y-O now. I love it. I'm keeping that. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Guess what? Inspiration for this whole sort of thing. Inspiration for everyone. I'll give it to you all. Hey, listeners. It's me, your DM, taking a quick break from the episode to let you know that we are streaming on all podcast platforms. Wait, I already know that. Well, we know that you know that because you're listening to us. But you know who doesn't know that? friends your family your dog yeah your dog likes D&D or your cat I don't know what you have maybe you have a snake I don't know but anyway so share this with your friends your family your dog you know let's boost this community and then while they're following the podcast you take their phone you make them follow us on TikTok or Twitter or Instagram or one of the social medias I don't know I'm like 25 I'm old now so 
There might be a new one by the time this gets out. All links are in the show notes. Follow us there so that we can keep making content and you can have all the fun behind the scenes. Once again, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you soon. Is social still pondering about whispering to the blade of grass? Uh, while y'all just started talking to Io, he kind of just walked off and kind of laid in the grass and just like talked to some grass. Dizzy's so about to do a perception check. He just ran, he laid out and started talking to grass. Okay. 23. Okay, damn, 23. Um, there's a couple of people who are like, damn, that that's weird, but I mean... Is I guess he on drugs? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I mean, lie-off is common around these outer parts, but someone who's just openly doing it, that's interesting. I guess whatever takes uh, the stress out. I'm not even going to roll a deception check. I just kind of like that. You're just like a high druid? Yeah, everyone's just like, he's just high as fuck. Okay. All right, cool. I just give him a thumbs up. <laughs> so he gets up. He walks back to y'all. Um, basically, from what the leaves and grass told me is that in the night, uh, all the dwarves just kind of left their uh, quarters and decided to hide up into this mine here. Um, that's why there's a whole bunch of stuff laying around. That's why they're not really doing anything. Um, dwarves were the main mean, seems of like the working class here. Uh, everyone else was just kind of doing their own thing, acting like they don't exist. Practically the same thing with the Warforged. In fact, a lot of them do work on the Warforged. Is, cool. is Sochia able to get the information of like where? I mean, I know you said like hmm. doors were in the mine. Like, do we know exactly where? Like, where in the mine? Are there like certain sections that we need to look for? Do we, how much information do we get from these blades of grass? I mean, the ones he talked to are like stationary, so I don't think they know exactly where everything is. It's like they just passed from what oh, the okay. blades told me is that they just passed near me, which I have seen lots of rubble be passed back and forth through here. So I'm assuming that they went to the mines. I don't think grass truly knows what mines are. So Fair. are there any roots that are in that direction that like are there any plants over there? Like, I mean, like, as you go further out, you might see a couple of shrubs, like wild shrubs, wild trees, um, but not anything that's been completely manicured. Um, where I'd say that you practically are, is like you're on the edge of the actual town and where, like, the mining facility is. So there are other plants and nature around. I see. What's the name of the town? Ferron. F-E-R-R-O-N. Ferron. Okay, cool. Oh, interesting. Good, good name, Jonathan. So, like, it's an iron mine inside? No. <laughs> it's a gold mine, bitch. <laughs> I see. So, it's Latin for iron, but it's a gold mine. Okay. I, you know, um, I wasn't sure if you were going to bully me right there or not. So I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't. I was genuinely uh, complimenting you. Oh, Dude, okay. I have yes, been told was... that when I compliment people, it sounds patronizing, and I see that being a pattern, so I'm going to work on that. <laughs> I just felt like it was going to be another, like, well, actually moment, and that's just going to be like, well, I'm, I'm an idiot. No. Like, again, I was just complimenting you genuinely. Well, so Chiu was just like, let's go! Um, and yeah, let's go. Dizzy's effectively looking for iron ores now. I was thinking that before you talked about the the name for for my arrows. Okay, cool. 
As you all trudge through dirt road, a little bit of grass and whatnot, you see the surface mine. You see its large expanse. It has been cut, obviously, into the ground like a giant rectangular prism. The outside has some sort of escalation or ramp going down, uh, making it easier for vehicles to then move objects out and back in if they need to. On the left side, closest to the ramps, there are two trailers. This might be where we'll check in. Uh, materials are being held, like explosives, things like that, just for like mining purposes. This also might be where the big boss sits in and kind of does like monetary um, sort of managing and whatnot. Dizzy's keeping an eye on Bohan <laughs> because of the explosives. To the right side, there are materials in large piles, about three to four. From the farthest looking like stone to the closest looking like some sort of metals. Next to those are like equipment, like picks, maybe some more mechanical uh, implementations, and a charging station. Opposite of the ramp, on the farthest side possible, there seems to be almost like a, um, a sinkhole, you could say, that kind of just opens. Uh, there's also some sort of like generator of some sort. Um, that might be sitting next to it um, from far away. Uh, that's what you can see. You do not see any dwarves in this area. Um, you're obviously high up, maybe about 30 feet. So you have to walk down into the slope uh, or into the surface mine, of course. Um, and then also, you don't really see any human workers out here. It looks like okay. they might have just packed their bags and went home. Okay. And what time is it? I'd say that it's practically maybe early morning. Okay. Well, as we get closer to the mines, uh, so we're in like, basically eyeshadow, we're trying to get closer to the eyeshadow of you know, the trailers and stuff. Now, like, Dizzy wants to see if, if, if they can find some iron ore. Okay, so you go to see some iron ore. I'm going to, because this is true to Boyan's character. I will have Boyan actually sneak to the trailers. Um, actually, he's probably not going to sneak. He probably just won't say anything and just walk over there. Did Boyan find anything? Um, I was actually writing that down just now. Um, yes. So he comes back with a couple of papers as well as five sticks of dynamite. It seems like the dwarves cleaned this place out before they went down into the sinkhole. Barely did not clear it all enough. Five sticks of dynamite. Ah. Uh, yeah, uh, found some papers talking to maybe looks like a, a rudimentary pathway. Um, some notes talking about how uh, they might have found some interesting ore, maybe to help with the chodes, um, as well as nothing else other to see here than some iron, maybe a little bit of silver, but mostly stone, quartz, things like that. Dizzy peeks like peeps the the dynamite <laughs> like Boyan, what's that? Uh, I found a little bit of something. What is something? Uh let's just say if we need to make a big boom, I got you covered. Dizzy is disappointed in himself. <laughs> Fair enough. That Boyan, such a rascal, huh? <laughs> Just a laugh track plays in the background. Who else but Boyan? 
you're going to see that Impundulu actually flies off of your shoulder, Cyrus, to Mateus. It lands on her head. So, kid, seen anything important? You're just kind of quiet. I saw Ida also gave you something. What's up with that? Oh, she gave me this book. Hopefully yeah, I can do magic better. I'm, I don't know. Let's find out. Open the probably book. open it. <laughs> I start flipping through the pages. Oh, oh. Magic theory. Casting theory. Yeah, that would make sense. Sorry for explaining some of this earlier. Some tidbits of healing, too. Interesting. Seems like she might be a little bit out of practice. This looks like a lot of original stuff. Some, uh, beginner casting. Ooh. Can I try to cast a spell? Whatever this healing spell in the book is, can I try to cast that? Yeah! Do a d20 roll. Okay. Aw, yeah, no, it doesn't work. Wait, what'd you roll? Hold up. (laughs) Roll the six. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Casters who activate aid need to cast it using an action. Um, three creatures within 30 feet will get plus five to their hit point maximum. Until the spell ends. So yeah, pick three people you want to give plus five hit point maximums to. Damn, nice. It's gonna go to Boyan, Cyrus, and Bo. Oof. I just do a Super Saiyan rage out and I'm like, damn, thanks for this. You see the all the light emerge from the book and they just hit each of the people. <laughs> Look at that. The girl can cast. Oh, let's see if you can pull out some more magical tricks later because we might need it. Yes. There's a lot of dark and creepy crawlies down here. So... So I'll be on the P's and Q's. Is there anything else you want to do before? Uh, do I detect any magic? Um. So, so this is where the science and magic thing kind of coalesce into one thing. The chodes give off a magical aura, but I mean nothing too extravagant. How far does a uh, detect magic go? Uh, thirty feet. Thirty feet around me. So up, okay. down, left, right, front, back. So, from what you can tell, there, if you're looking for wardens, you don't detect anything of that magical signature. You do not detect any magical signatures of, like, possibly a threat or a warden. Um, you detect the magical essence or, like, some sort of external magical essence from the chodes. Um, obviously, you detect your friends who are also able to cast certain things. Um, you don't really detect anything too far down in the sinkhole, it seems. And you also uh, detect that there is a chode inside the generator right now that's giving a very faint magical um, aura or essence or light or whatever you want to fucking call it. Well, it sounds like it's safe to proceed then. Yeah. And uh, do dwarves speak a different language? Do dwar- They speak dwarven or dwarvish, I should say. I'm going to just uh, drop Detect Magic and just start Comprehend Languages whenever we come across. So once again, you walk up to the generator that's right next to the sinkhole. It seems like now that you're actually looking at it, the wires of the generator are connected to the lights that seem to be stationed around the surface mine, as well as like into the uh, sinkhole and these devices around the sinkhole. Okay, you go down, I guess. One problem. 
Um, Bullion pipes up. That chode is out of charge. Hmm. And we did see a generator around there, right? You're basically, he pointed right to it. The generator is oh, like okay. right next to it. Oh, so the generator is out of charge. I see. I just look around to the modern people and I ask, how do we want to charge this one? Uh, I'm not an engineer, so I never really knew how charging crystals works. I didn't really pay attention in school either, said Boyan. Is this toad bigger than the one that was in the car? Um, this one is smaller. Do I, would I know how long it takes to charge the chode? A car's chode might take a couple of hours, maybe two to four hours. A generator, um, since it's smaller, so there are two types of generators in this world. There are generators where you can just recharge the chode, stick it back in, boom. And there are other types where you just basically, if it's dead, it's dead, and that means you have to throw away the whole tool. Oh, so they're single-use generators and reuse generators. Do this, we know if this one's rechargeable or not? I was about to say. Um, this chode seems to be one of the smaller type that you can actually remove and place in another one. Do we... So we need to find another one. Then. We need to find another Somewhere. one. I go back out and look at the two offices. Are there windows? Yes, there are windows. Yeah, I'm going to look inside one of them. What's it, what do I see? Um, I'll have to do an see... investigation to see if there's something that can help us around. Uh, okay, yeah. I almost forgot that I have to make y'all do that. Whoopsies. <laughs> uh, 20. Cool. So um, you don't really even need to look at the options. You just see the whole charging station um, right next to the mineral ores. <laughs> okay. Um, from before. Cool. So, yeah. So do we just like take a couple of chords out of there and then just replace it? Uh, there are three that are in a canister that seem to be glowing and like looks like they're ready to be used. I see. I pick up the entire canister and I'm like would this be useful? And I look at Cyrus. Uh, I guess so. I think before we replace anything, make sure it's powered down. Fair wow, enough. Look at that. Safety. The generator oh, yeah. is powered down. Cool. Well, then I just hand it to like, I don't know who wants, who who's up, who volunteers? Who has the highest constitution? Boyan just runs up, takes it, and is like, I got it. Don't worry about it. Rips out the other chode, and then shoves this one in. Flips the switch on it. The generator's back on. Lights turn on. Everything. I asked Boyan to uh, keep one of the chode and like throw one to me. Okay. So, yeah. Um, at that point, Boyan goes over to what looks like a dial on a uh, post. It's like, I think this is the uh, call for the elevator. You just smacks a button. Um, you don't hear anything initially, and then you hear a lot of ricketing of metal and other things just moving up, and the platform appears. So we want to get on it, or are we just going to... Go stand on the platform. Okay. Does everyone get on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get on. Yep. Yeah. I'll walk onto the platform. The wind wisps far away. And then y'all go down. All right, now that we are in the mine, I, so I added something to, with my level up, I added something to my natural explorer, so 
now I'm also able to, um, what's it? Um, it's, it's basically on in under dark terrain. So I basically have the same things that I had in the, uh, for in a dark entry forest with the mine. You are aware or you from being from of nature and around that. And so she kind of like nudges you and like, we need to keep our P's and Q's out for anything down here. There's a lot of creatures that prefer this sort of darkness. Um, and we need to watch out. As you finally get to the base of the sinkhole, you are met with a large cavernous like hallway. There are lights that are placed on the walls every, I'd say like 10 feet away from each other, up to a certain point. There are picks on the walls and in certain areas that seemed like people just left them there or maybe were going to come back for that. But yeah, no new holes, no new hallways, anything like that. In the distance, you hear something, maybe like a skitter or two. Cyrus he gets a little nervous because he hears something he doesn't recognize. And is like, why are we here again? Is it comprehensible, whatever the skitter is? Oh, like sound-wise? Like, well, you want to know what it sounds like? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's definitely a little nervous and is like, why are we here again and when can we leave? That's fair. We got to talk to the doors. You also hear dripping of water. Well, I guess we have to make our way forward. I'm going to just ask Boyan to scout further and ask Satan and Boyan to scout further. Yeah, I'll join him as well. I'll stand behind us just in case I need to close off an exit. Fair enough. So, Satan, I think you're leading. Just me? All right. So I just throw my hood on, hug the wall, and make my way into the darkness slowly. As you're slowly making your way into the darkness, you do see, like, it's practically still like a untouched cavern. There are some areas that have been mined, of course, um, but this sinkhole kind of seemed a little newer. So... The lights only go up to so far. Uh, as you're walking down this hallway, you do see that there is another hole or like maybe another like connection to this that goes deeper down. But you will definitely have to belay down that. This is not like a slope. This is a drop. Hmm. Can I see the bottom of it or is it too dark to see? It's dark. It is dark. There's practically at this point, you're getting barely any light. You might get a couple of like, you might get a faint glow but you're not getting really too deep in there. You can see like where possibly some of it, um, some of the edges of the ditch kind of come in and go back out, things like that. Can Dizzy like grab a stone or a rock and just toss it over and see how long it is? Yeah. See how long the drop it is? Uh, you drop it down in there and you, once again, you see it bang off the side of part of the cavern and you wait a little bit Wait another. <laughs> that is very far, first of all. And does Boyan have uh, press digitation? Does anyone have press digitation? That way we can just have some natural light with us at all time. Cool. Maybe our newfound caster might have something. Um, let me see. How about this one? Cast dancing lights. 
Luminous Maximus. All right, go for it. Roll me Luminous Maximus. I don't think I need to roll. Oh, it's just a spell that you just call upon automatically? I think so. Great. So the hole gets bright, um, brightened. I'm assuming you can control the light, right? Yeah, it's three orbs of light. Awesome. Um, So you have three orbs of light magically just appear in front of you. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Dizzy's visibly amazed. Thumbs up to the child. This is awesome. (laughs) Good job, kid. So who's going down there first? Come on. Uh, Well, Cyrus, you hear that. Mateus, you hear that. You just hear a bird squawking everyone else. Cyrus is in no rush. Come on, Cyrus. I know you. you've grown recently. Come on. We had that bonding moment and everything. You can get down there. I'm in no rush to go down there. What would Doom think? There's a thing here. Let me see. I, I'm staring down at this book, and I stare up at the orbs, and they start to move down. They can go down up to 120 feet. But they just float. Yeah, they just float. Yeah. Um, you watch this first orb go down. Looks kind of normal. Like, yeah, okay, it's a tunnel, all that sort of stuff. Maybe uh, there is a uh, stalactite here and there at the bottom uh, where that tunnel then flattens out to a nice path again. But other than that, nothing. Hmm. That's the only way forward? I mean, you look forward, you just see a wall. If you want, you can do a perception check. Why not? I'll do that too. Otherwise, it's like a hundred and twenty feet drop, right? It's not a hundred twenty feet drop, but it's a. You're not gonna like it if you jump down there. Okay. Does anyone have feather fall? <laughs> and they can just go down and catch people. So what you all are seeing is that there is a little caddy corner. Not too far off to like the left view. You go down that hallway, but it's primarily stalactites again. Nothing too of use. You turn back around, you see the hallway you just came from. Every other sort of pathway seems to be too small. You can fit your arm in there, but nothing more. So you said we would have to belay each other down. Like, is there already things like attached to help folks get down there, or is, do we just take our ropes out? Of yeah, do we the have, 19, you one can of see us that. should have a rope, right? One of us should have a rope. With the 19, you see the already pre-screwed in hooks to uh, the cavern wall. So all you need to do is just make sure you tie yourself up properly um, and belay on. Who has rope? I would, like, just check your tools, but, like... I think everyone does. I don't. I'm a bard. All I have is disguise kit, drums, and flutes, baby. Let's go. You can drum the shit out of that uh, Yeah, I just start playing my pan drum to... You hear a lot more hissing now. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't play the drums right now. A lot more hissing, you say. Mm. Uh, can Sochi talk to animals? Let me do a quick check to see if this would even consider... You can't talk to this thing. Fuck. Nobody has rope. I have a ten foot long string, if that counts. We Dizzy has rope. Yeah, no, this guy has, uh, has 50 feet of rope. All right, you can belay on. Cool, we all just trample down, I guess. Traverse down. No strength athletics checks needed. You took the safest route possible. 
Yay. Cool. Nobody jumped. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, if Esteban was here, he would have definitely jumped. <laughs> yep. Yep. That was specifically for him to just be like, oh, he's going to jump. I'll let him jump. The rope snaps. <laughs> <laughs> he's the last one to jump. You just roll luck. <laughs> you want to do that? Nope. Okay. Uh, (laughs) so dizzy you're the first one down here no lights are in this area whatsoever it is darker but that the the orb the orb of light that uh mateus sent down here um is giving you a good uh distance of sight you see a lot more stalactites now um and you see like okay cool this is the source of the dripping and everything it's actual like water like from like condensation and whatnot It's still the same, like, can we, is it safe to say like, there are more, you know, pickaxes and stuff on the wall than other materials laying around? Yeah, there are more pickaxes. Um, you see some glints of metal, um, of, like, crude metal ore, things like that, um, as, like, the light kind of hits it and there's a twinkle and whatnot. Um, you notice that some of these stalactites glisten. As if there maybe metal is embedded in some of these stalactites or things like that. Cool, so shiny. Yeah, I'm just gonna pick. I, I, Dizzy's gonna pick up a, a pickaxe. You're gonna pick up a pickaxe? Yes. Cool, go for it. In the bag and put the rope back into their bag. Actually, leave the rope be because we might need to climb back up. Oh, okay. I mean, we didn't even have a way to like get the <laughs> untighten the rope for that matter. No, we, I mean, I didn't have. We didn't have a way to like snap the rope off of whatever it was. Yep, that's <laughs> going fair. On that's anyway, fair. So that oh no, the rope sense. cannot be removed. Oh no, <laughs> action cannot be performed. <laughs> you keep clicking E, but you just can't interact. <laughs> Does everyone else come down safely? Yes, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. All down All safe. Right. Yes, it's being done. Mateus, you might want to leave a lot. Just kind of give us a route that we could possibly see. So maybe leave a light here. Okay. Get pace forward, leave another light. Things like that. You keep going forward. I'm going to need everyone to give me a dexterity check real quick. Dexterity check. Not a Forward? For what? Uh, Hold up. Stop asking me questions. Give me a DC saving throw for dexterity. Um, I will say that it's just, yeah, just a dexterity saving throw for 13. Okay. 19. Well, I didn't do a saving throw for that. Five. 14. Plus five save the day. Nine. Two people. (laughs) Okay, wait. Three people did not make it. (laughs) Who's the lowest one? Cyrus, as you walk past one of the stalactites, it seems like one of your sleeves gets stuck to it. Whoa! Whoa! Someone got some dice! I did. We're going to take a little dice break real quick. Show us those dice. I actually need to open it in one second. (laughs) Ali, have some, like, nice, like, showy music. Like... Yeah, like, really good elevator music. No, use exactly what Johnson just did. (laughs) Put that in a loop. 
We don't care if you have the ability to do that yet, but we shall endure. Speaking of which, we're on Spotify right now. It's a voice clip. If you're having a good time, you can scroll down to the bottom of that of your Spotify. Okay, cool. Yeah, interrupt right in between, like a little nice little ad break. That that's cool. Yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, do that again. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. You can continue saying whatever you were saying. Anyway, like I was saying, that's Spotify, a great dice marker. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you're on Spotify right now. Guess what? Well, if you just scroll down to the bottom of that screen, you can give us a nice little review and or um, do a little poll. Uh, we like some community engagement, so you know, just we would love for there. a poll. Yes. You can text us individually on the Instagram page and we will respond to how you responded to the poll or how you feel about the podcast. We will find you and we will personally ask you how you feel about the, this. The ad was not done yet, but cool. I guess you can keep that in there. Um, if you're still on Spotify right now, guess what? We might start uploading videos as well so then you can see those sexy dice. Now I'm done. Oh, this is going to be one of those showcases of sexy dice. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, I don't know if it showed at all, but yeah, this is one of them. It's like a shimmering red-blue. It's not as fancy, but it looked really pretty. It's funny that you said red-blue because I just see black. Am I colorblind? Really? I see oh, black. I it's Thing. because oh, the lighting of the room is pretty Yeah, Oh, uh, yeah. This one right there. No. No? I need, no, you need to come fine. to my room and show it. It's fine. No, just don't. don't it's li- fine. A lighter background. You don't. It's just come okay, to my room. The blue. Just come to my room. See the blue. Just come don't, to my room and show it. No, that works. That works. If you get up, that you're works. going to get you're going to get stuck <laughs> too. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jen also got a set as well. Oh shit! Nice. Let's go. Okay, this dice corner is still not done yet. Come on, show us the dice. Ones are what are these called? I have me half cocked. Eladrin purple? Eladrin? Oh, Eladrin, yeah, that's the word for it. Hey, they're prettier than yours. Ooh, those are nice. Oh, that's that's nice. nice. See, yeah, the response yeah. was very clear which ones are better. Yeah. <laughs> you made a bad I decision. Need a for that one. <laughs> Boo hoo, Marco. Do you feel bad? Cry now. Guess what? You should feel bad. Oh, right. Where were we? Oh, yes. Cyrus getting stuck. Yeah. So as he walks past the stalactite, Cyrus's sleeve stops uh, behind him, almost as if he can't move it. And all of a sudden, it starts to pull upwards. Cyrus, as you look up, you see a cave fisher. It hisses at you. Ah! Or anyone who... I was about to do a hiss, everyone. Right. Okay, cool. No one gets the hiss. Fine. I practice it all day. No one gets the hiss anymore. Fine, hiss. No, I don't want to anymore. You made Dude, hiss. Stupid. What the fuck is a cave fisher? And that's where we'll end our session. Thank you all for listening to another episode of A Dead Man's Roll, the Acacia Campaign. We really appreciate the listens. Please give us a five-star review. Leave some comments down below. We really like to hear your feedback. And if you want to hang out with us sometime, please join our Discord. 
join our TikTok, join our Twitter. Tell your friends about us. We'd really appreciate that. We are out there. We are on Apple. We are on Google. We are on Amazon. We are on anywhere you can listen to a podcast. Please follow us and uh, thanks for listening. And once again, see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>